welcome to the Living Enlightened podcast. I'm Michelle from Michelle Price, the Lightworker. And I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. <laughs> Here she is. Welcome to the podcast, Beck. We um, haven't chatted for a couple of weeks, so it's good to uh, good to see you again. I know. I haven't seen you since last year. Yeah, oh. it, has, it has been since 2022. <laughs> My gosh, I reckon we need to uh, keep in touch more, love. I know, to... I know. I know, right. <laughs> I mean, who hasn't made that joke? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, goodness me. So today our mission, aside from really poor jokes, yes, <laughs> get you to learn something and give you some guidance. I will be doing a um, card draw today, which I'm just sort of busy shuffling cards at the moment with. And um, maybe we can share a few tips and tricks with you. So our theme for today <laughs> is cutting away dead energy. So things like haircuts, because I got my haircut just before Christmas, which was very exciting. Yep. Uh, and I think that's what sort of sparked this this um, episode, wasn't it, Michelle? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. All um, these little so, things Rebecca says, and then I'm like, <laughs> a new episode, hooray. But she said something there. Hang on a second. Yep. Um, so, yeah, very, very much still feeling the love for my hair. Mm. very easy to maintain and you know just cutting away the dead energy we went into that uh, last podcast uh, but it's not just haircuts Michelle mm. it's lots of different things especially at this time of the year in January and starting sure new things and new years and new new uses mm -hmm. <laughs> new everyone yep so um yeah that's what we're up to today what have you been up to Michelle what's been going on um, well, it's been pretty interesting. We, Rebecca and I do record ahead of time too. So in real time, I actually head back to work tomorrow, uh, but this episode's going to go to air in Feb. So you won't be listening to this till early February uh, as we record fortnightly now instead of weekly too. So we're going to be releasing the episodes fortnightly instead of weekly just to give us a bit more time to sort of edit and put everything together and come up with new ideas. So um, I had a really great break, Beck, as we we're just sort of talking about uh, before we started recording. Um, I've been searching high and low though for a new Louise Hay desktop calendar because you know how I love my desktop calendars and I'm always sort of referring to them during our episodes, during our podcast. And because I love walking in here, I get a new message, a little picture, um, and it makes me really happy. And I was going around today sort of looking for a new desktop calendar because I'm going back to work tomorrow. And do you think I can find one anywhere? They don't have them anywhere. Everyone's sold out. Every place I went to, Nurture has them in Kwana normally. They've all sold out. They barely had any calendars, let alone desktop calendars. Um, Officeworks did have some like little affirmation ones, which I was surprised at. I thought they'd be all more um, worky, you know, corporate. But um, they did have some, but they've sold out. Um, so we're going to try QBD bookstores because there's one of those, but it's all the way over at Kwana. So I didn't manage to get there before I came home to talk to you. So, um, yeah, it was such a such a bummer because I just wanted to have it ready to go, you know, first day of work and you got your little calendar. So I don't actually have it, um, but I do have a new chair as I sort of showed you at the beginning, yes. which is great because the other one um, had sort of worn away a lot on the sitting where you sit. So it was getting quite uncomfortable. So I've got a nice new chair, which I'm really happy about. And I was just showing back my new step to get up onto my healing table. So there's a lot of little problem solving things that I've been doing, things that were bothering me during the year. And I just didn't have time to kind of get to or sort out. So I thought I'll do that over the Christmas break and now I can put my table up higher because I was getting a sore back from sort of leaning over and working yeah. on people. So um, that's made a massive difference as well. So I will try and get my little calendar at some stage. Um, but unfortunately, I think I left my run a little bit too late, Rebecca. And who knew calendars were still really popular? In fact, calculators, which I thought might have been outdated, 
um, they had stacks of calculators for sale at office works too. And I assumed people would use other things. You know, I think a lot of kids use computers now uh, and probably their phones, but um, yeah, they had a stack of calendars or calculators rather for sale um, at office works as well. Um, and you might notice my earrings and I'm going to draw um, a, a card from not today, but next time. I mean, so I have to wear these earrings again because I got Rebecca Campbell's <laughs> Work Your Light and it's such a pretty deck. But the lady, when I was buying them, was like, oh, my gosh, Michelle, they exactly match your earrings. And they I do. was like, well, that's meant to be. They really do. I'm going to put they a photo really, um, really into do. the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. So, because um, when, when you showed me the the cover for the for the cards, I actually said, did those earrings come with it? <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. And I was like, no, I was actually wearing them. I was actually wearing them. And I didn't realize the lady actually pointed out. She went, gosh, your earrings match your uh, cards perfectly. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So um, husband was like, oh, do we really need those cards? And, rah, rah, rah. and then the lady said that and he went, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Not Guess gonna we're going to get those cards. Um, <laughs> so I just put that into the show notes too because I thought it was really cute. Um, but you know when you've got the right card deck, when your earrings match it, that's what I feel. That's my motto, Rebecca, uh, for 2023. Wow. Well, it's it's a sign, isn't it? And I, yeah. I don't think even husbands can argue that one. No, they really can't. <laughs> he gave up a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, what's uh, what's been going on with you, love? Oh, I have been doing lots of work in the garden and around the house, um, which has been amazing. It's been um, – I had a, a corner of my yard was just overgrown with weeds and it was all mm. long and tall. And, and this is your new yard so because Rebecca moved in 2022. I did, I did at the end of 2022, which was brilliant. Um so I got up there and cleared it all out and I thought, well, what do I do? Do I just put, you know, something to stop these things from growing down or do I – so now it's a veggie garden, so I'll have to go up there and and uh, take a photo at some point. Yeah. On the notes. <clears throat> it's not finished yet because we're still digging through and getting rid of all the big clumps of grass and the, the, the roots of the weeds and everything like that. But I've got a couple of little sections there and I've been planting – some, I've got some tomatoes and Brilliant. squash and cucumbers planted and it's, it's all very exciting because I love getting out in the garden and doing mm. the grounding and just releasing that energy, Therapeutic. which is really good. Yes, and I've got a little Buddha statue up there. Um, and The kids love it too, yeah. I reckon. The kids do love it. They do love it. But um, I, I still think they love more reaping the benefits of it than actually doing the work. Yeah, <laughs> eating the produce. It's like looking after an animal really, isn't it? Yeah. When you yeah, get a dog exactly. or a cat, they love the pets, but uh, cleaning up the poo and everything else, not so fun. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. But um, it's been really good because it's given me time to get some things sorted. And as with everything else to do, and this is something that sort of leads us into to what we're talking about here um, today, with cutting away dead energy and clearing it dead energy and, and that sort of thing. Um, the intention out there is just to release mm. and renew. So while I'm gardening, that's what I do. I, you know, set the intention to release any energies that no longer serve me and uh, open up spaces for renewed energies that will will serve me yeah um and it's the same thing with the house even house cleaning and and um 
sorting things out still sorting things out in the new house but that's it's it's like that you put something somewhere and you go no I don't really it's not working there for me so I move it and then it's not working there so I move it and eventually it finds its home and it works out really well yeah but it's, it's just experimental about, isn't it it is experimental and and the intentions with it too so if it is something that you know is bothering you then do something about it don't leave it there to continue bothering you and continue drawing in that that energy that is frustrating you or, or however you are responding to it. Yeah. If it feels good, why, it's got to be good. That's it. And that's why we spent a bit of time, Becca and I, sort of getting rid of the stuff that was bothering us and trying to, and that's weeding, you know, all those things you sort of look at and think, oh, geez, <laughs> I need a bit of time to do that. You know, you've got to dedicate a bit of time to that. So that's right. And the other yeah. thing too is while you're out there weeding the garden, um, you know, it's, and, and it comes back down to, uh, I did some, um, I looked up a site in regards to energy practices here and broken items and, mm. and things like that. Um, but the same sort of thing, if you're weeding the garden out and pulling out the weeds and, and maintaining your garden, maintaining yeah. those blockages, pulling out those things that overgrow and take over everything and you're yeah. weeding them out, you're also doing that with your own energy as well yeah. because it's it's that setting that intention that this is how things go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have another example of that coming up in the show. Ooh, lovely. I love that. That just reminded me, Beck, I actually um, was tidying up my room and I'm going to talk about this next episode, um, which is going to be really cool. But I was tidying up my room and I found uh, all these little, I had a little butterfly cup. It's like a white cup with black butterflies inside of it. My best friend bought it for me because I love butterflies. And um yeah, that was really lovely, but it had all these little um, kind of not even tumble, you know, tumble stones are a little bit larger. They were really just sort of tiny little crystals, like quite small, smaller than a tumble. And so I had them all sitting in this cup and I thought, mm, the cup was really dusty. So what I've actually done is I cleaned the cup and it's still sitting in here empty now, but I've got all the crystals in my plants. So I actually put them in all the plants that are sitting in the room here. So you can still see them. It's not like I chucked them in the bin and they weren't cracked or broken. But um, I just put them in the plants because I love to be in the soil. And so I thought, why not? You know, rather than having them sitting all on my desk looking a bit messy, um, I just put them in the soil. So um, we might jump in back and get into the show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we did start this off with uh, a conversation about Rebecca's haircut. And literally, well, it's over a year now, but the year anniversary of my yeah. big haircut, which was shaving the side of my head and cutting my hair really yeah. short, was um, over a year ago and I'm growing it out. I am going to probably continue to shave the side. Um, my hairdresser's been on holiday, so I haven't been able to do that, but uh, I'm going to grow the rest of it longer because um, I do like it longer and just have, you know, like Belinda did with her hair, Belinda Jane. Um, she has a business called Studio Detox. If you're looking for oils and uh, various things, she does some amazing work on the Gold Coast. But um, yeah, I thought I'll grow it the rest out sort of longer and then keep shaving a little bit of it. Uh, hubby's not on board with that yet, so I'll just keep that very quiet between you and I, Rebecca, between you and I. Um, just, but yeah, that's me and we... all the listeners. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so what we're talking about, though, is, um, you know, it is really good, the haircut, because you think about like a lot of your girlfriends and yourself, um, you go through a breakup, what do you do? Cut your hair or eat a lot of chocolate, uh, probably both, you know? Um, sitting in front of the TV watching this sad, oh, don't even start me on sad movies, Rebecca. Um, I watched the saddest movie on on TV last night and I don't even know what it's called, but I was like, this dog was, have you seen this movie where the dog keeps reincarnating into different yes. dogs? Yes. What is that, what is that called? One, oh, of them was oh, Max, oh. one of them was Molly. 
I was like, this is the saddest movie I have ever watched in my entire life. But I couldn't stop watching because I started watching it and then Jason was kind of watching it and we're both trying not to watch it because we had a very sad dog, (laughs) you know, death experience with Abraham. And it was like this dog kept dying and then going to heaven and coming back as the same dog again. And I'm like, a dog purpose. And I'm cutting up my fruit and I'm like, oh, shoving fruit in my mouth. Terrible. What was the name of it? Have you got it? It, A a dog's purpose. Oh, God, it was the saddest movie I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Marley and me was bad enough because the dog died once, but this dog just kept dying over and over and over. And I'm like, and oh. Telling, and telling his story as he went along. Oh, so I it really Max. And I was like, when Max, I was like, oh, don't die, Max. And Max died. And I'm like, oh. Um, it was so sad. Anyway, I don't even know how I got onto that. But um, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's right, grief and all of that. So when you have these big things happen, um, we tend to cut our hair. And it's so interesting because I did this after COVID. I shaved this, um, you know, in 20, the end of 2021, um, because we've been through COVID 19 and 20. So I cut off two years of COVID um, at the end of 2021. And then um, my girlfriend, one of my clients, she cut her hair off and she was like, I realized when they were cutting my hair, and it's funny you have that moment while they're cutting it, you know, you don't realize it's sort of leading into, but while they were cutting her hair off, she was like, oh my God, I'm getting rid of that partner. She had a long-term partner, not great relationship. And she just realized she was getting rid of him with that haircut and all the energy associated with that because she actually hadn't cut her hair since they broke up. And that was, you know, it had been a year and a half, two years or something. So um, it seems like the two-year mark is an interesting one, but um, they tend to be getting their haircut just to um, get rid of that energy, you know, lighten the lighten the load as well, you know, getting it uh, layered and things like that, making it a bit thinner. Um, but I guess, you know, the shaving thing was a big uh, trend. I guess when I shaved my head, a lot of my clients then went out and did undercuts or, you know, got their hair shaved as well. And it was just so empowering because, I mean, I think like maybe before COVID, especially because I've been involved in a lot of corporate uh, workplaces, I never would have done anything like that. Like I never would have done an undercut or shaved half of my hair. It just wouldn't have entered my head. So I guess one of the um, big things with accepting that I'm not going to be in corporate anymore was um, to do that and to go, you know what, I'm not going back into that uh, lifestyle again and that's uh, what, that workplace. I'm out of it. Very good. <laughs> and I just want to say, Michelle's not going to go cut her hair because she saw a sad movie either way. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. No. <laughs> I do need to tidy it up, but, uh, oh, geez, that was a sad movie. Uh, what was it called? A Dog's Purpose? A Dog's Purpose. I'll put I that in the show notes if anyone else wants a good cry. If you need to get, if you need to shed if some tears. If you need tears, to release. If you, you need, need to, to sh- release emotions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go and watch that movie because our, um, who was it? One of, oh, one of our friends from Parkrun was saying she needed to have a good cry yesterday. And so she went for a really good hard run, like a really, like really pushed herself just to get the emotion out. But I could have just gone, you know what? Watch that movie. Would have been done. Done and dusted. It would have been, yeah. And then she still would have had to go for a run just to try and get it out. Yeah, after that the emotion well. from the bloody movie, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I have drawn a couple of cards here, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And the first card, this is from uh, the Energy and Spirit Oracle because I thought that would be fitting to use those cards. So this is Sandra and Taylor. Um, and these are the, the ones with the birdcage, which I've used a few times. Um, on our on our podcast. Um, start now, that again, Beck. Sorry, I just I was getting a dog's purpose up and it started playing. The movie started playing. We have everyone in tears by the time we finish the yeah. podcast. <laughs> oh goodness me! 
Um, all right. So I have um, drawn a couple of cards from our Energy and Spirit Oracle, which is Sandra and Taylor. These cards I have used before on our podcast because I love them. But I just thought it, as we were talking about releasing energy and um, what have you, I might might use these ones today. So the message, the first the two cards I've pulled, one is the mindfulness card, which is peaceful presence and quiet mind. So this is about, you can see the card there, absolutely gorgeous. She's got the clouds and the, the air clearing above her head with the blue sky sort of coming through and the divine mm. coming through. And then the green down below and then in between it's got like the greys and the purples and just sort of letting go of all of that those thoughts and and processes that we constantly going on it's also about letting go um, I feel of things that take us out of our presence and keep our mind cluttered and busy mm. so uh, you know very similar to what we've been talking about getting rid of some of the the stuff that just really has been bothering us and and releasing it and moving forward so within you is a peaceful place a quiet space where nothing is troubling or worrisome it is where your personal self connections with the truth and awareness of your soul there is nothing to solve nothing to predict nothing to think about in fact to attain this peaceful presence thoughts are not required How's that? Mm. The practice of mindfulness calls for you to let go of thinking, let go of striving, and choose to be peacefully present without judgment or analysis. Isn't that amazing? Gorgeous photo too. And that is one of the greatest powers we possess is being able to, we're kind of not all sort of on top of it, but being able to um, release our worry and calm our mind is one of the greatest things we can do for ourselves and for our loved ones, really. Um, so that's that one. The second card that came out with that is the Ascended Masters. So devoted spirits with in specific intentions. So Michelle um, and myself, we talk a lot about Ascended Masters and um, they're different. Obviously, we've got Kuan Yin and so many... Jesus, the great protector, so many ascended masters out there. Um, and this one here in particular um, encourages you to investigate unique energy and knowledge of all the masters, calling on the ones you're drawn to most. So it's sort of getting out there and getting a little bit more familiar. This card brings to mind two specific masters, which is Hilarion and Saint Germain. Hilarion is the master of detail, intellect and follow through. So mm. now is the time to focus on a project that needs finishing and get it done. Um, his powers also extend to science, uh, spirit communication and all forms of discovery. The Count St. Germain is master of ceremony and specialises in group energies. So he helps with family, corporate, government issues, often bringing resolutions and expanded consciousness to you and other members of the group. Um, so this is, you know, his energy can bring powerful shifts to your community and to your own intentions. Love that. Hmm. So that's pretty good, which sort of goes in hand with what we, we're going to talk a little bit more about. Um, and you were saying with the, the hair cutting, Michelle, Mm. Um, just before um, one of the Chinese New Year. Now we've got the Chinese New Year coming up on the 22nd of January. Yes. Uh, 22nd of January. So keep that date in mind 
and it's bringing through the water rabbit, I believe. So the Chinese yes. New Year belief is that cutting or washing hair is forbidden on New Year and haircuts should be scheduled before the Chinese New Year. So for those of you who are thinking, great, actually I could do with a bit of a change and shake off some of this energy, um, Feng Shui, Chinese beliefs, um, is that it should be done before the Chinese New Year. Okay, the only problem with that is this is airing on Feb 3, Beck. so <laughs> <laughs> this uh, we will miss that. Maybe maybe we can switch it out a bit. Um, <laughs> so different, anyway, there's links there. There's lots of other things. There's lots of other things too. So I'm going We may to have to do weekly it. instead of fortnightly to, <laughs> to get past Chinese New Year. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, so maybe just, just not go out and get your hair cut on the New Year. Yeah, Chinese New Year. yeah. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, I mean, majority of the times, uh, the the um, hairdressers don't. There's a lot of holidays, hairdressers on mm. holidays during that time for those reasons. Mm. So that's just that. I actually didn't think about the fortnightly thing. Yeah, Beck so was saying our hairdresser too. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't think about the fortnightly airing of the yeah, show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta get used at, to that one yeah it's um it's gonna catch us out a little bit but um we'll work we'll work around it um back on my holes i've actually been throwing out lots of books too because i had um sissy i have got sissy i didn't have her um i do have sissy little schnauzer and um she went through a phase of chewing all my books especially if she was very unhappy with me if i went out then uh, she would often chew books and leave one of them very visible for me. And I remember I came home from work one day and I was working as a journal and I was coming home to read for a client. So I was doing a reading and I raced in the door, book everywhere, all in little pieces. And I was like, you little bee. And my client was walking up the driveway and I'm like, ah, picking up all these pieces of book. So they've all been sitting there. And so obviously that one went in the bin, but there was a few, she chewed the covers off, she chewed a few pages off. Um, and they've just been sort of sitting on my bookshelf looking really tatty. And I went through just to get rid of those because um, every time I look at them, I go, oh, yucky. But unfortunately, she did chew dad's old thesaurus. So he gave me his thesaurus and it was from school. So it's quite an old one. And um, and I really loved it. And she actually unfortunately chewed the cover off that. So um, that was a bit of a bummer. But what was really funny is that I was getting rid of these books and then um, Jason and I went on holidays and there was a real hippie joint there. So, you know, as I love crystals and whatnot. So we looked up the hippie place in Warwick to go to uh, and Warwick is in Queensland, um, sort of on the Queensland, New South Wales border. And uh, I walked in and the hippie lady was like, um, all our books are free. Education should be free. And uh, they're all spiritual books. And I put up a photo. I can actually share that in the chat if I can find it. Um, but there was actually Neil Donald Walsh one there, and he's the one that does conversations with God. I might put this into the show notes. But it was actually, and I don't know how he published it, whether, and it doesn't, it's not before conversations with God, because I thought, oh, maybe this is like a prequel to that. It wasn't a prequel, though, because um, he actually alludes to and talks about conversations with God in this little book. But the book basically, Beck, is like a leaflet, it's, it's like a flyer, it's like pieces of paper folded over and sort of stapled together. So it's very, um, very basic. Um, but I'll put a photo into the show notes. So this lady doesn't believe that um, you should charge for education. So she was like, here it is. So she was like, no, these um, these are all free. And so there's this awesome Neil Donald Walsh one there. And it's it's genius. Like I'm reading through it and it's step-by-step step and it actually has little activities and ex pardon me, exercises to do. 
um, to, you know, raise your vibration, um, to bring you closer to your spirit guides and your angels. And, um, and it's a lot to do with, you know, getting rid of things as well. So what a benefit or what a great, you know, benefit of what I did got rid of some books and then I got all these free spiritual books. So, and they're all intact. They're all in one piece. Yeah. Amazing. Because this is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Letting some, you know, letting something new come in. Yeah. And then she threw in a bookmark, which was, um, it had, uh, the eye of Horace on it. And Jason actually said to her, look, do you, um, like, can we do FPOS? Cause we didn't have any cash. And she said, oh, look, I don't do FPOS for like, um, that amount. So she said, just, just take the book bookmark. And it was really beautiful. It was the eye of Horace, but it was all in like rainbow colors. So it was actually really, um, really pretty. And, um, yeah, so we actually got that thrown in for free as well. So we actually didn't pay for anything. And she just was really lovely. Like she was telling us her story about how she started work there and how she met her husband there. So she started work there and three months later, her, her future now husband, uh, walked in the door. So she'd already had kids with another guy. And, um, then yeah, he sort of walked in and they split up. He walked into the store and she met him, um, at the store and then, um, you know, fell in love and, and married that guy. So it's a pretty amazing story. And, um, yeah, really, really enjoyed uh, meeting her and sort of having a little chat. So that uh, picture in the show notes there is of all those books that I got, and that's the bookmark there. Oh, sorry, it's not the Eye of Horus, it's the Unk, the Unk bookmark in a rainbow sort of colour. So I just put that into the show notes. But, um, yeah, great experience. So that's what you do. You get rid of some stuff, and it really opens the door for new things to come in. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, um, that, the energies that you get from different places and how you actually find yourself in these these places like this lady she began working there she'd obviously had a bit of a a, a rough time she was homeless actually like she lived in a car with two kids oh there you go mm. <laughs> that's what i'm thinking after so, she split up with her husband yeah she split up with him and yep. and she had a bit of a rough time but you know she um tried something new and look where she is now like she had her future husband there she's there doing good for other people she's passing on her her good intentions as well um which is really it's it's a beautiful story yeah and she actually sorry to um keep rabbiting on about this woman but she actually told us while we're there because my husband's very caught up in money and material possessions and all this she actually has a camper van and she said that if she doesn't use something for like six months, she gets rid of it and she'll give it to someone who's in need uh, because of her experience because she actually had someone give her um, a place to stay in the end. So that's actually um, what happened to her. She had someone kind enough to um, give her somewhere to stay um, with her and her two kids and so she's uh, really paying it forward now. And yep. um, she has a little um, sort of camper van, caravan thing. And um, there's some people that she knows who are really struggling to find affordable accommodation. So she's just giving it to them. She's not charging them. She's actually just giving it away. An earth angel. Isn't it? I know. That's why I was there for so long. And she, you know, she gave me all this stuff for free. But um, the stories were just amazing. I loved it. Yeah, really amazing. So do you have the name of the business? Maybe yeah, I'm putting it into the show notes. Around. So yeah. it's um, there's Zenique, Z-E-N-I-K, Hippie Shop, and I'm just putting that into the show notes, the link on Facebook. It's literally called a hippie shop. Yeah, Zenique. I just thought shop. you were referring to it as one. No, no, no. <laughs> that's actually the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it would be really good to um, maybe go in there and, and just show your support. Your support definitely, 
absolutely if you're around there um energy practices have always been part of traditions here on mm -hmm. earth i mean it's all energy isn't it really and one of the biggest takeaways from energy practices is clearing clutter like you were talking about a big emphasis on damaged and broken items so i'm not an expert but the general consensus um is when you have something broken and leave it, it is now damaged and neglected. So energetically, because you've left it there neglected, you set an intention of neglect or set a precedent of broke in your energy, which can reflect energy to being broke in aspects of our lives. So be they our finances, our material, our relationships, the list goes on. And this is what I was sort of alluding to before, Michelle, with... Um, what I was saying earlier on. So this is this is just another example of that. You're setting that intention, you have that there. If it's broken and you ignore it, um, you're actually, it's sort of like a crack in your, your energy field that continues on. So um, if you cannot fix it, if, you know, if it's not something that you need to throw away or it can be fixed, you need to fix it as soon as possible. Um, or just get rid of it. Or as you said, if it's no longer being used, um, you know, take it to charity if it can be useful for somebody else. It's it's really interesting the way um, the energies sort of move, move on um, and around different things. And even sometimes, you know, when I give stuff away to charity, I'll maybe I'll spray it with some eucalyptus spray or, or something to that effect just to help give it, you know, a fresh fresh start again because eucalyptus is very cleansing for energy picking up the negative energies and cleansing it yeah it sure is and it's interestingly that you say that because uh, I actually just went down to Coles and um, bought a new bottle of eucalyptus because that's one of the things that I've been doing while I've been on holidays and just sort of in the lead up to going back to work um, is really cleaning out my room and setting it up the way that I want it um, so getting the new chair is great, new energy, because your chair holds a lot of energy. All the other readings I've done, you know, it's all holding that. So I've been, um, I went through probably four bowls of warm water and eucalyptus. So um, what a good tip is, I might put this into the show notes as well. Um, a good tip with eucalyptus oil is you can just get it from, you know, any like Coles or Woolies or I think IGA has them as well but it's the cleaning solution one. So I might just put a link in um, to that um, because it's a cleaning solution. You just basically mix it with, um, I'll put in that one because that's one I bought this time. Um, I put it in with uh, some warm water and then you just uh, use it all over your, you know, tables, desks, and it's really good in kids' rooms or let's say you've had a relationship breakup or something like that. And so using it in your bedroom is really amazing. People who are suffering from things like insomnia, you know, if you're having trouble sleeping and stuff like that, um, it can be a really good one for that too, because it's just sort of really getting in as well as sage, like obviously sage and smudge is great as well. Definitely. But um, yeah, the eucalyptus is sort of next level. Energetically, it's an orange color. And so it actually is like the scourer of um, cleaning oils, like of different oils. So lavender is very soft because you can put lavender straight on your skin and uh, you won't have any issues. Um, but if you put, you know, peppermint or eucalyptus or sometimes tea tree can be very drying as well, then um, that can actually uh, burn you. You know, peppermint can definitely burn your skin if you put it on um, undiluted. But um, 
yeah, there's eucalyptus cleaning oil is amazing. You just mix it with some warm water. Um, I just use a paper towel and just wipe it over the desk. And just the smell of it is amazing. And in fact, if I have some left over, I've been putting it into my um, diffuser, Beck, as well. So I've got eucalyptus going through my diffuser as well. Yeah, yeah, really good. good. Do you know what I did find, which I was just so pleased about? Yeah. One of those really crazy, weird things to be pleased about. Um, Do you know gumption? You mean to clean with gumption? Yeah, yeah, I use that on my table to get pen off, yeah. Do you know there's a eucalyptus one? No. I know. I was just like. No. (laughs) Huh? Really? I I saw it in someone's house. I'm like, what is that? Is that gumption? And they're like, oh, yes. I'm like, that's that's a green that's a green label. That's not gumption. She's like, no, it's got eucalyptus oh, in it. And my I was God. like, where is that from? Oh I haven't seen gosh. that at Coles. No, it was in Aldi. Aldi. So don't go to Aldi. Yeah. So eucalyptus wow. gumption. I'm just googling Next, it. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure when it will come back out again. But I was. Oh, just, so was it a special? Was it? A it special was one of their special or? special buys. I think so it'll come out another couple of months or a few weeks or whenever they just randomly put them back out again. But Gosh. super cool. Look at that. Oh, that would be amazing because the smell of it on, on its own is not great. Like it's not no. a nice smell. And to have that combined with eucalyptus, that's like hardcore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like really good cleaning ability in that. I'm just putting a link in. I did find it on um line, so I don't know whether oh you've put it in. Oh no, that's no. me. Um yeah, I've just found it online. So I'll just put the link in, but I wonder if I can actually order that. That'd be actually really amazing. So while while you're doing that, um the other thing that I just wanted to sort of mention, and I know we did mention this um in the past. However, salt jars. So some stores will sell protection salt jars. Again, um, you don't know what their energy is like at the time of making that. You're not Mm. not necessarily sure what intentions have been set into it or or what sort of day they were having, those sorts of things. Um, Again, the intention is the biggest takeaway. It's all about intention. So I've got a jar um, of moon salt a really big old coffee jar, you know, like the Makona coffee jar with the lid on it, this big jar, and on the front of it I've written moon salt. Now, this is all intention work and it's all protection work. You can get a priest to uh, bless it if you choose. Mm-hmm. Um, however, putting it out under the full moon and bringing it in just before sunrise, um, like we do our water to get our, our moon water, our protection water, which uh, does... Um, like like holy water does mm-hmm. when you're clearing spaces and clearing energies. Uh, so moon water, moon salt. It is mm. protection salt and it is protection water. So right the same too. sort of thing, put it out under the full moon, let it sit there um, overnight, bring it in just before sunrise and then you've got your, and you set the intentions that you want it to be charged by the moon with the protection and healing and the properties and you've got your own you've got your own and it's really really good because mm. you can use it on obviously your as a facial scrub you can use it to clean mm. um with it's, Drink it. it's just incredible yeah a bit of salt over the threshold just to, yeah. to keep everything in the corners of your yard those sorts of things very cool very mm. cool but Great it all tip. is about intention work and our intentions so that's just you know another sort of takeaway yeah, fantastic. Clearing energy. We um 
Yeah. And I actually, and I do generally mean I drink it because I do drink salt water. It's very good for yeah. anxiety and stuff yeah. like that. So um, yeah, even more powerful if you leave it out under the moon, just making sure there's no creepy crawlies in it. Um, but yeah, Becca, I actually oh, you can leave it the, in the, you can leave it in a jar. Like in oh, bottle. in a jar with a, so yeah. you can buy, you buy it totally open. a big, you know, two, three, four litre bottle of water and have it out in there and it Great. will be charged by the moon. Absorbing all of that good energy, yeah. good jujus. Um, and we should probably mention I've got the Tesla house kit too. So that's actually purifying and doing amazing things to my water as well. So it uh, tastes a lot different coming out of the tap. Um, we actually went to the dump back as well. And I um, was sort of thinking about ways to, you know, not sort of throw things out and be really wasteful as well. And everything's about reuse. I mean, I bought, what did I buy? There was a bag that I bought the other day and the bag was made out of um, recycled bottle tops. Mm-hmm. And it was like really good quality material. And I was like, this is amazing. Recycled bottle tops. Can you imagine? So there's so many things that we can sort of reuse and, and do things with um, well, rather than just, you know, cutting and getting rid of that thing um, because it was a lot of waste. You know, we've gone from a society where we used to have fridge that lasted, you know, 30, 40 years. You get a fridge for your wedding present and you still have it 60 years later. And yep. now um, people think, oh, you know, modern fridges, we're going to modern fridge or whatever. And they last, you know, three years, four years or whatever the case may be. And um, probably pretty much as long as you're warranting and then they break. I don't know how that works. But um, everything is very much, you know, it became very wasteful, a real wasteful society. And I think that we're sort of coming back um, around. I think it's been a bit of a, a cycle, but I feel like we're coming back around now to actually repurposing. And I think that's really important. So um, we went to the dump and I, I had an old pushy um, that I haven't ridden for ages, push bike, and because we got new ones. And I always thought oh, I'll probably go back to the other one because my bike that I've got now is more for track and uh, gravel and stuff like that. It's pretty um, pretty high tech, whereas my other one's more, you know, for bike tracks and things. But look, the new one sort of goes okay on bike tracks. Initially, it was really hard for me to pedal. I guess I'm sort of used to it now. So I haven't really used it. But um, friends of ours have a girl, a uh, daughter who's like uh, 11, and we figured maybe she might like to try it. So we're going to take it down and give her a go and just see if it's the right size for her. But um, yeah, hopefully it works. It's a nice pink and white one. So rather than just chucking it, um, we thought, well, if they can get some use out of it, great. Um, and the other great thing that happened over Christmas, Beck, is that um, I had a client who's obviously seen me for a lot of readings. She's done a lot of readings with me and watches me on my lives. And she realized my butterfly card deck, which I use for most of my mediumship readings, um, especially when I'm doing Facebook lives and uh, and one-on-ones as well. I often use the butterfly deck that's uh, for life changes. It's a joy and virtue one. She actually had um, a pretty brand new one at home. It is open. It's not like brand, brand new. But um, all the cards are intact. They've still got all the gold trim around the outside of them. So really good quality. And she sent it to me for Christmas. So I was so surprised when I opened up the package. My other butterfly deck is still here because that's very important to me. It's got a lot of beautiful energy in it. I've done a lot of readings with that deck. And so I will never get rid of any of my card decks. I don't feel like I ever will do that. But um, yeah, she sent me this Doreen Virtue. And I mean, a Doreen Virtue deck, one of my clients Googled and looked up the um, past life deck and said it was 150 bucks. So because she's not making them anymore, so they're not in production. So to buy the past life Doreen Virtue in Brian Weiss, it is 150. And, um, you know, imagine that butterfly deck, she could probably could have sold if she wanted to, but um, she sent it to me for Christmas. So I just think that's just amazing because um, my cards, my butterfly deck uh, that I was using is actually a lot of the cards are held together with sticky tape. 
because yeah. they're so well worn and um and unfortunately I bent them and yeah various things happened so it's nice to be able to use cards that aren't um yeah held together with sticky tape yeah exactly um and and you're right Michelle they can go anywhere from $25 at the moment which mm. you don't get the the gold um line one edging. and what have yeah. you edging for it anywhere up to $600 $560 or something yeah which, yeah, I remember you and I Googled it ages ago, not not so much that deck, but anything by Doreen Virtue. And since she sort of got out of what she was doing, um, they've just skyrocketed. And, you know, that past life deck, that's why I want to do my own past life deck because there aren't many available. There's not many on the market. No, there's there's not a lot out there. But I just want to let the, the listeners out there just just tell them to, to shop around also because there are people selling the products for way out their amounts Uh way out their amounts um and there are plenty available that are not as you know intense in cost as well okay good to know so just just um just out there it's kind of like that that um board game yeah i know you got it and one of my other clients got it as well and i thought it looked the same there was a during virtue board game as well and the price you paid was very different to the price that my other client paid Yes, that's right, yeah. and and some of the prices out there on the on the um, online for it are insane. Mm. I actually, actually, at one point I looked at it and I thought maybe I should get this insured. Mm. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> but, tell her how much you paid for yeah, yours. No. Yeah, that would have been very depressing. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to no. go into that. But um, so yeah, just just um, shop around, guys. Shop around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was going to jump into some recommendations here, Beck. Are you cool if I do that? Absolutely. Do you know what I was actually just before you do do yeah. that? Um, I think maybe we should um, – we'll talk about it first, but mm. a good idea, I think, would be like a um, a swap. Card swap, do you mean? Or? Card, well, or just a swap for things like – not crystals. Oh, like an exchange. Like, that, but, like an exchange. But like an exchange. So. Gotcha. Um, for for cards, maybe that's something we can sort of look into if there are card people out there who have got card decks that they don't resonate with, that they mm. just don't feel like would be good. We could maybe do that and, yeah. and maybe we could put, um, you know, like a, a swap or, or put some money towards charity or something. It's a great idea. I actually have some clients who say that, that they've got decks that they don't resonate with, so it's not uncommon. Yeah, no, it's great not. idea. It's all about repurposing. And it's like clothing though, you know, clothing exchange. It's like you don't want to wear that thing. Someone else loves it. Great, you know, it means you don't have to go and chuck it out and uh, create more landfill. So, um, Becca, I was just Googling before we started the show and um, what it means when someone cuts their hair off. And um, it depends on, you know, different religions. You know, it's related to different religions and cultural beliefs and things like that. But um, so I've got the link to this information where this information comes from in the show notes. But um, when a character in like a, you know, show, a TV series or a movie or whatever cuts their hair off, it often symbolizes a rite of passage or, um, you know, uh, some character growth, you know, some, um, this character's going through some big growth, big change. And you think about it, it's true. Um, You know, often they will, um, 
you know, preparing for something uh, kind of, you know, different or they've gone through, as I said before, a big breakup or, you know, losing someone, a family member or something like that. Um, you think about Sinead O'Connor, went from, you know, regular sort of singer, you know, regular yeah. hair, all of a sudden shaved hair, totally different, you know, and that's when she made it big. You know, that's when she actually had a big breakthrough after she shaved her hair. Uh, no one really knew of her outside of probably Ireland um, before she did that. Um, so a princess heading out on an adventure, um, a new recruit at boot camp, for instance, may shave their head. You think of G.I. Joe, you know, or G.I. Jane, um, which was um, Demi Moore. So, um, you know, getting rid of your hair voluntarily can be really symbolic. It's particularly a big deal when women get a haircut because, um, you know, their long hair takes a long time to grow. So long hair is obviously very feminine. Um, and, you know, with me, when I shaved half of my hair off, um, I had clients sort of asking if I was if I was gay. <laughs> so people often see that, you know, and this is a really interesting kind of thing, isn't it? Because I studied film and TV at university. And we have, you know, signs and symbology in movies and things like that. So when someone who did have really long hair, like I did, all of a sudden shaves, you know, um, not half their hair, but, you know, a third, um, people start to ask questions. Oh, is it your sexuality? You know, are you trying to make a statement here? So are that's you having a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which was what Sinead kind of yeah. went through, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Yeah. So people do, um, so, and uh, Britney Spears, Britney Spears shaved gone you know running through the street with what an umbrella i think it was so um it is pretty amazing and everyone remembers those shots of britney running through the streets so um it is symbolic and so and it is a very feminine thing so either we shave it we go bald you know it's um a really big deal so um in fiction though um even an accidental you know someone's cutting the hair off accidentally um can actually you know um be like it actually can often look better than what it would if I did that (laughs) that's for one thing um but if you talk about religion you know western Christianity ancient Egyptian religions um you know priests or monks they all cut their their hair and I was sort of alluding to that before um certainly monks do that uh Roman Catholic nuns um tend to cut and maintain their hair short under their veil so you don't really know because they've got veils on but Underneath all of that, their hair is quite short um, as well. So if they did uh, take their hair off, uh, their veil off rather, um, it would be sort of more of a boyish sort of haircut, which is interesting. I didn't realise that. Um, And so that's when they go into the nunnery. Um, But the cutting of our hair is also part of Buddhism. So um, that was done by Siddhartha, which I've read the book, amazing. Siddhartha's amazing book. Um, But he cut his hair on his path to enlightenment. So you think about what he's getting rid of, I guess, the the way of the world, you know, greed, ego, all of that sort of stuff. Um, so it's symbolic for someone who's on a path to enlightenment to do that as well. And maybe that's yep. why I did it, you know, potentially that's one of the reasons, but it wasn't like a conscious decision. Um, but that's something else as well. Native American Indians, um, Asian uh, people as well, Asian descent. So um, they may cut their hair um, to symbolize grief. You know, some women who've lost a child, for example, might shave their hair, cut it really short um, as a symbol of that grief that they're going through. Um, If they're disgraced, you know, they'll cut their hair. Sometimes someone may cut their hair for them. If it was like an old samurai or something like that, they may cut their ponytail, you know, off and that'd be symbolic. Um, or even a rebellion. So someone who's being rebellious, um, you know, against parents or whatever. Um, my girlfriend at school cut her like fringe. Um, so she had a fringe and she actually shaved her fringe off because she was really angry and um, really regretted it because then everything kind of stuck up from that point and it was really hard to maintain. Um, but that was an act of rebellion on her part um, against her parents. So you go through um, being a teenager and hormonal and all the rest of it, and um, you can do some pretty interesting things sometimes. Um, Shaving your eyebrows, some of the kids shave their eyebrows and they never really grew back properly, which is a bit disappointing. But um, there's all (laughs) different things that we do as an act of rebellion. You don't think about it at the time, but it is. 
That's right. And just adding to the Native Americans, um, you, you were saying that they cut their hair when they're grieving or there's death mm. of an immediate family member. Um, it also signifies traumatic events or major life yeah. changes yeah. for them. Yeah. 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 Huge, very true. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. I imagine a lot of the boys going into doing those um, initiations, you know, those crazy initiations where they tie themselves, tie their legs to a vine and then jump off and it's almost like a bungee jumping thing. But very jarring for the body. It looks very jarring, you know, those Amazon jungles and tribes and stuff. But um, I imagine they cut their hair in a particular way. And you notice all the tribes, like, this is an interesting one too. If you look at the Maasai or you look at, um, you know, some of those Brazilian, you know, tribes in the jungle or whatever, they all have the same haircut. They all have the same haircut. The women and the men will often have, like there's a um, particular tribe, I can't think of where they're from. I think, uh, I don't know if that's the somewhere in Brazil, but they have a shaved, all underneath is shaved, and then it's sort of long on top. It's almost like a bowl cut. So, and everyone in the tribe, um, especially the men, I guess, um, you know, all have that exact same haircut. So it's interesting because I guess that maybe symbolizes that you're part of that particular tribe, you know, having that as well. Um, speaking of hair, one more thing. Uh, a lady, we just hosted a movie night for Aura and um, there was a lady there with these beautiful feathers in her hair, like beautiful, like long, very thin, very stripy feathers. And I was like, oh my God, how did you do those? And she was like, I just bought them on eBay and I put them in myself. So it's not like a complete, well, it's kind of like a weave, but it's not like a, um, you know, it's not wrapped around your whole hair or anything like that. But the end of the feather um, attaches to your hair. So it's kind of like, I guess, like a weave or something. Um, so she put them in herself and she had about four of them in and they were so beautiful because she had these beautiful feathers like entwined in her hair. And um, I've never seen anything like that. And she was like, yeah, I just bought them on eBay. Uh, but that was from the, um, yeah, butterfly uh, from the movie night that I hosted with Aura Business the other night. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. Um, so, there's yeah. also, have you heard of a lunar cut? No. So um, lunar hair, lunar cuts, lunar haircuts are, um, a, you know, according to folklore, it, depending on where you go, if you want to encourage growth on your hair, then you cut your hair during the moon's like waxing phase. So between the new and full moon oh. and um, obviously, you know, yin and yang opposites um, that we have there. Um, if you're doing it during the, the Wanning phase, the the day after the moon is full to the day before it's new, um, it doesn't encourage growth as much. Ah, isn't that amazing? So these are all different, yeah, different ideas and beliefs and intentions that people have out there. So a lunar cut, there you go. Isn't that amazing? So our hair, even the growth, because I mean, obviously tides and things like that are controlled by the moon, but even the growth of your hair seems yeah. to have something to do with that as well. It's just incredible, is isn't it? Yeah, I've never heard that before. What a great uh, little bit of trivia there, Beck. That may be helpful one Wednesday night when I'm doing trivia at the Beringer Tavern. <laughs> so um, thanks for that. That's been a great episode. Next episode, Beck, we were going to talk about brightening your day and uh, we'll get into, I guess, what that means. But it's it's mostly we're talking, I guess, you know, around house and home, but I guess this can also time with out and about, you know, when you're out and about in society. But um, it's actually really great because I just realized because I'm, I'm doing the card draw next time, I want to use my new deck, Rebecca Campbell, work your light, Oracle yeah. cards. Yeah. It didn't even occur to me. Isn't that hilarious? Brighten your day. It just popped in my head. Oh, we'll do this as an episode. And then, um, yeah, work your light is the Oracle deck that I got today. So amazing. So I'll draw a card from that next time we uh, reconvene, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank Lots you love so everyone. much. Yeah. It's been great. Mm-hmm.